This episode of the Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by the patrons of the tube. Personal heroes of ours like Chris Nelson. And new patrons, Chris from 1H1D, Nick from Friday Night Gamecast, Jill and Hopple. And many more have already gone to patreon.com backslash Jackson and supported the tube. And in return, they're getting some really cool treats. You could be like them. Head to patreon.com backslash Jackson, and you can be our hero too. Okay, let's get to the show. And uh, this, uh, this is a top three podcast. Three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast, where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. My name is Dave Jackson, joined today by the regular top three crew, Aaron Angle. Sup? Surprise heel of the uh, new season here, Alan Nichols. <laughs> I've uh, borrowed Bloodbath Snidely Whiplash mustache and uh, Aaron's top hat that I can only assume is for some deviant sex act and I'm I'm here to play the bad guy. <laughs> I'm gonna need that hat back. And also joined by longtime fan favorite, Bloodbath McGrath. Hey America, did you know that Milwaukee is called the Cream City? <laughs> is that real? I didn't know. Somebody, I, I don't trust that's that. Bad. Somebody look that up. <laughs> Google it right now. No, I believe you. I no, love you, buddy. I won't. I trust you. Bloodbath, you've <laughs> never been wrong before about anything. Thank you. Today, we're going to be talking about our top three song lyrics. And this was Bloodbath's topic pick. Uh, so if you are new to the show, if this is your first episode, the way it works is we've all picked our top three song lyrics. We'll talk about how we kind of pick those or narrowed them down or something like that. But uh, we're all going to go around. Everyone says they're number three. Then everyone says they're number twos. Then number ones. Lightning round honorable mentions at the end with uh, some listener responses. And yeah, so top three song lyrics. We decided, I believe, Alan, uh, did you check the group chat this time? Did you read? Did you did you put your lawyer glasses on and read the messages this time? I mean, vague, vaguely. I, I yeah. looked at it this afternoon. Yeah, so we decided to narrow it down. So instead of saying top three songs with the best lyrics, we narrowed it down to individual lyrics. Am I correct? Yeah, I mean, correct. I don't know. I'm only going That's to do this. It's I, I feel like we if we can find a sweet spot in between two, I'll be fine with it. I didn't go like songs with the best lyrics, but I kind of just pick like artists whose lyrics that I really appreciate. Uh, and I picked one of my favorite things that they have said in yeah, there. Right. I guess the best it, best is so. Hard. I feel like if we did this top three three months from now, I would have three or four di- completely different answers. Like that. That's right. the that's what's 100%. so weird about doing music music top threes is okay. What mood am you have I in? Three different Kanye picks, Aaron. Is that what you're trying to say? Bloodbath spoilers. <laughs> Just making sure we're all on the same page here. Because as Aaron alluded to, this topic is basically impossible. There are uh, at least four songs out there that have very good lyrics. So choosing only three was really <laughs> tough. So this was kind of just like a, uh, I'm, you know, I'm out running errands. I'm listening to a song. Hey, this song has great lyrics. Let me just throw it in the top three. And then uh, I have a few uh, that may be entertaining. So. Uh, very tough topic though. Whenever I like sat down to just like 
think about it and put a list together, I was like, oh, well, here's 300 songs that have amazing like lines or like chorus lyrics or something like that. So I'm not really going to put too much thought into this. Just going to have a good time. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I'm 100... Oh, sorry. Go on. No, go ahead. I, I was going to just chime in and agree with Dave. I, I don't think that, or I guess Aaron. Oh God, no! Um, <laughs> Welcome to hell, bitch. <laughs> Must be rough. Couldn't be me. Considering it now, it but not be Dave. <laughs> his uh, his his point's a good one. That in any amount of time, uh, your top three top three favorite lyrics are going to change. Because I I looked at it as top three favorites, top three best is just it, like Dave said, impossible. So I mean, I just pulled mine from my playlist that I play every morning on the way to work. Uh, and it changes every few weeks. So, you know, yeah, I wasn't asking for like a definitive list. I guess maybe when I first had thought about the topic, um, it struck me more as, you know, the top, uh, your top three favorite lyrics, maybe that have impacted you here lately, or like that's with you in life at the moment. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Just, uh, kind of got me thinking like that so that's definitely where i was with it i mean it's not like objective by any means it's just definitely kind of like where i'm vibing and what i'm feeling these days so all right fair enough well uh let's get into the list then and um, i'm gonna start us off with um one that i think might be number one on the rest of your lists you know i mean i hate to steal everybody's list with my number three (laughs) uh but I mean, I guess I got to do it. I mean, business is business after all. So uh, my number three is um, from the esteemed band Nickelback. (laughs) (laughs) And the song, the timeless classic called Photograph, (laughs) where he says, criminal record says I broke it twice. I must have done it half a dozen times. Now, if you think about this, This man has broken the law at least six times in his life. Think about that. Any law, speeding, you know, petty theft, uh, jaywalking, things like he's done this at least six times. Okay. So he's a dangerous person. All right. This is what this guy's trying to establish. This whole song is about kind of moving on from the past. And he wants to leave behind the, the criminal lifestyle of his past. Right. Which is, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, people can change, right? Bloodbath. People can change, even if you used to be a piece of shit. Hey, man, sloppy steaks every night. <laughs> so he he's moving on from the past, right? Trying to be a better person. Now, his criminal record says he broke it twice. That means he got caught twice out of six times. So this man has had a 66.6666 repeating uh, percent success rate on his crimes, which means he's a really good criminal, right? Kind of hard to get away with everything that many times. I mean, I've gotten caught speeding. Have you guys gotten caught speeding? No, oh, yeah. never. Nah, not, not nah dude. Alan no. has never sped in his life. Aaron Alan drives drive. five under the speed limit. I'm just saying, I don't break the law ever, so none of well, this that's, applies I to mean, me. even more to the case of uh, this great man, the Chad... Krieger, I think is how you say his name. The guy from Nickelback. He's broken the law at least six times, only gotten caught twice, which is, I mean, if that was baseball stats, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. So my number three is uh, 
criminal record says I broke it twice. Must have done it half a dozen times. Photographed by Nickelback. I, I have to be honest with you. Like the last person I thought would do a bit this episode was gonna be <laughs> was gonna be Dave, dude. I was like, Alan's gonna be doing a bit. Uh, well, for hold, hold on. For before sure. before we continue, I do want to say that I do like this song. I, like, I think do. this song's great. I like it a lot. Uh, it's just funny that you came in like hard on the bit. Well, I was, like, was going to save that it for my number one, but I figured I'd just get it out of the way now. <laughs> I, got better shit coming <laughs> I will say, out of like the immense hatred the universe, I think has for Nickelback, like. Photograph is not the worst song in the world. No. So, like, I do feel you there, dude. And Nickelback is not the worst band in the world. They're fine. Like, people just hate them because they're popular. And, like, yeah, sure, they're probably more popular than your favorite band that you think is actually really, really good. But who gives a shit? Some of their songs are cool. I don't give a shit. Uh, this yeah, is the second time we've talked about Nickelback uh, from uh, Dave's suggestion. I think we talked podcast. about that on Dave, the uh, unpopular Dave's opinions right, episode. Right. Yeah, yeah, Dave's talked about Nickelback more than he's talked about any other band on here except for the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that's very weird. <laughs> that's true. So that's why number three. Uh, but I'm glad you brought that up once again. Uh, Nickelback, not that bad. This is why we're living in a simulation. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I only have two opinions, Bloodbath, so they're bound to repeat on the show. <laughs> Nickel, Nickelback is okay, and I love my wife. I don't know. <laughs> Dave Jackson. Three opinions, then, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was my number three. Aaron, what's your number three? So my number three... So when I'm thinking about like lyrics, one of the things that like I, I find like crucially important to them is like they have the power to like move you uh, without the music. Right. And uh, I think that it's very rare uh, that a song makes me sad. And it's very funny that the song that makes me the saddest is by Matchbox 20. So uh, my <laughs> my number yes. three uh, is going to be uh, from the song 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. And I did uh, I did four lines. I don't I don't know. I thought I didn't know we were only doing two. But she believes that life isn't made up of all that you're used to. And the clock on the wall has been stuck at three for days and days. She says that happiness is a mat that sits on her doorway. But outside it stopped raining. So, I mean, the the, the songs about uh, Rob Thomas and his mother dying and him getting the news at 3 a.m. Uh, that she had passed. And this was kind of like the song he wrote uh, about his mother's passing. Uh, it is one of the saddest songs ever written. It's a song I learned to play on ukulele because it's it's really, really good. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and delve into uh, the song specifically. That specific line, she says that happiness is a mat that sits on her doorway, I think is one of the like prettiest lines like I've ever heard. Uh, and I will always have like a modicum of respect for Matchbox 20 for this song specifically, even though I love Rob Thomas uh, to a degree. But yeah, no, it's just a really sad song about his mother passing. It's a very powerful couple of lines. And it's really cool when you see music written from the perspective of like deep emotional trauma and then it like turning into something like beautiful that's remembered by a guy in Troy, Ohio, 18 years later. So uh, my number three, all those lines I said from 3 a.m. by Matchbox 20. I like that song, and I like Matchbox 20 a lot. And Me like, too, me too. I think of those kind of 
alt rock type bands that got really popular in like the late nineties or like mid late nineties. I think matchbox 20 is one of the better ones. Like when you go back and listen, I think they have a lot more hits like, and not like popular hits. I mean like songs that are actually good than a lot of their like contemporaries that were like kind of in that same genre. What's really cool about like, I I think there are certain, and I will not like, like go in depth on this at all. Uh, but I feel like there are certain genres of music that are allowed to be sad and cool at the same time. And I think that there are genres of music where you cannot be. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to do like a little bit of every genre that I love the most. Uh, and rock is, you know, obviously one of those ones where it's like you can be cool and sad. Like, you know, you got bluegrass and whatever, but you can't be like like rap music. It just doesn't. It works, but it doesn't work. But rock music, some of the sadder songs can end up being like some of the some of the biggest, you know, songs that have ever been. Um, But yeah, it's just it's just a really good passage. And, you know, like shout outs to Rob Thomas. I got one eye on you and I got one eye on Rob Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) I love I love when anyone introduces a point. Aaron, you do this from time to time where they say, like, I'll I'll just say one thing and I will not be elaborating. Like, I will not explain (laughs) myself. (laughs) I don't want I I don't know if I can. If you ask me a question, I won't respond. This is this is all I have to say. (laughs) Imagine me walking out of the room as soon as I say it, but I'm not going to do that either. Yeah. I'm going to say some controversial shit. I'm going to smoke bomb out of here. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess you're probably true. There's some truth to what you're saying, too. There's not a lot of. uh, there's not a lot of really sad, heart wrenching polka music out there. So, uh, <laughs> right. not yet, not yet, not yet. <laughs> God willing. When you when you said rap music can't be sad and good, I, I immediately immediate, thought of Stan, and I immediately thought I was of immediately Hey Mama, like, and I was like, uh, ah, I, I was like, but eight oh eight and Heartbreaks is Kanye's best album. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, a very I, sad album. I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. But sorry, I mean, okay. I I know you didn't want to elaborate. I'm sorry for asking a question. You did do that, but we're still <laughs> friends. All right. Uh, Alan, what's your number three? Uh, I didn't know that we were doing a two or four line rule. So I just got a big chunk here. So do uh, it. And, you know, that's okay. Uh, okay. So this is a song uh, by the Arctic Monkeys. It's Marty Bum. Uh, it's been on my playlist the last couple weeks. Uh, and so it's all about this guy um, who uh, is in a relationship and uh, it's kind of going not so great at the moment. Um, oh, there's a pleasant side to you, a side I much prefer. It's one that laughs and jokes around, remembers cuddles in the kitchen. Yeah, to get things off the ground. And it was up, up and away. Oh, but it's hard, right? Or it's right hard to remember that on a day like today. When you're all argumentative and you've got that face on Marty bum. Um, and it's just, it's just (laughs) hot, hot, hot heat. No, I don't think so. Uh, it's like subtle heat, you know, Chipotle style. Uh, Um, It's just gripping. That's a, that's a powerful word structure right there, man. Yeah. No, it's a great pick. They aren't a really powerfully structured band or anything um (laughs) (laughs) they are the arctic monkeys um but yeah no i like the song it's worth a listen yeah it's It's a nice picture yeah yeah i think there's some bands that definitely um embody a time in a person's life more than other bands do and i mean this sort of like universally like arctic monkeys a lot of 
of their music feels very like uh, late teens, early twenties um, songs about like relationships and, and sort of like the life of like people in that age group and sort of the ups and downs and navigating things like that, uh, navigating their lives in that, in that era of their, of uh, in that era of time. So like, I definitely kind of associate that a little bit more. I think some people are really good at making music that's reflective of that versus other people. I think that's always a band that does that really well. Yeah. Not gonna lie. I haven't listened to the Arctic monkeys like ever. I think bloodbath burned me like 17 CDs in 2011 still haven't listened to any somebody invited me to an arctic monkeys concert in college and i was like yeah i'll go and then i like didn't go and so i i I have i don't think i've ever listened to a single arctic monkey song however uh the line was really good you know what i mean the lyrics are really good right there you know i I, again i don't you said it wasn't like an embodiment of their music or anything but uh again and again i will not elaborate any further so do not ask (laughs) questions dave but it, it was, it, it's 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 really pretty, and like you know, that's yeah. why we like to read and listen to music and stuff like that. Like it just, I am trying to think of the best word for it, but I can't. Uh, but yeah, good pick, man. Fair enough. All right, bloodbath. What's your number three? All right, my number three is my number three is a song by Mariachi El Bronx, and it's called Everything Twice. Uh. The line goes, <clears throat> she was searching for the meaning of life. So she, so she tried everything twice for a while. Now she's looking for someone to hold before the world gets too cold. Uh, mariachi El Bronx. They are a mariachi band. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, was wondering. I, saw them open, <laughs> I saw them open for uh, flogging Molly a few years ago. And I went with a friend of ours. Uh, I went with uh, Chad. Um, and we were down in the pit. We were there to see Flogging Molly, obviously. You know, we're, we didn't even know who Mariachi El Bronx was. And they came out and Chad, like, the audience got silent. They come right out. They're about to play. And Chad goes, without missing a beat, oh, they are a mariachi band. Like, to where <laughs> the entire, like, uh, stadium heard. Like, it was so loud. When he said it. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, they're really, just- really cool. <laughs> they're really really cool um but i like the song a lot uh just i find as i get older i definitely gravitate more towards lyrics than i do music uh the actual like uh instrumentation um and songs and i really like songs that uh, tell a story but tell it in a very simple kind of direct way um that gives you just enough in it I mean, there's not a lot of imagery in that line, but like there, it does kind of give you just like enough of the like uh, setup to what the song is about and the the story that it's telling about someone trying to find themselves uh, being a little lost, um, looking for different things to make them happy in life. Uh, and I think it's pretty universal. There's a lot of it's a very sweet song. It's a very upbeat song, um, but there's a lot of melancholy behind it. And I really appreciate that. And again, they do it in a very efficient way. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mariachi, El, Mariachi El Bronx. And everybody should check him out. It's cool. Uh, the lead singer stopped in the middle of the set to declare that he was on acid and tripping too hard to finish. <laughs> so it was a great show. I love, so you hadn't heard of them when, uh, when you went to that show, right? No, man. I love it when you go to a concert and 
like the opening act just like blows you away with some shit that like, you know, you weren't expecting. Yeah. It's happened a few times, but when that happened, um, when that happens, it's, it's always like a super awesome surprise where you're like, Hey, the opening act that I was planning on just having to like bide my time through, they're actually really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I know like when, when you and I and some other people went and saw Pearl Jam and yeah. Band, of, Band of Horses opened up, that was really cool. Yeah. That was specifically one of the examples I was thinking of because I'd never heard them and they were really good. Um, now they went on a path with their music that I, I don't think that they're, well, this tale is old as time, right? As they went on, their music progressively got worse, I think. But back then when we saw them at that Pearl Jam show, yeah, they blew me away. Yeah. And likewise, uh, you can get the opposite effect because I saw the Pixies. Uh, I've seen them like three or four times. There was one time I saw them and a band called Public Access TV opened up for them. And they were like pretty good. I was like, oh, these guys are kind of cool or whatever. So I checked them out on Spotify. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you were just guys. riding that Pixies high. Yeah. Yeah, they sounded better live or something. I don't know. I was just like, oh, this band is no bueno. Uh, well, at least you had a good time at the show. Um, yeah. All right. So my number two, uh, and this is a song where I think I think that this entire song has like just A plus storytelling and lyrics in it. And this is a song that Alan introduced me to. Um this is by a band that I like less and less as I get older. Uh, but this is the Mariner's Revenge song by the Decemberists. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Uh, which I, when I first heard the Decemberists, I thought they were really good. And as I get older and older, I like less of their songs. Uh, but the Mariner's Revenge song fucking rules. So I just wrote down the first verse, basically. This is about two... Uh, it's, it's like a count of Monte Cristo revenge story. Uh, it's really good. It's a really good story told through a song, which is not always the case with, uh, with music. But, uh, this, the opening verse goes, we are two mariners, our ship's sole survivors in this belly of a whale. It's ribs are ceiling beams. It's guts are carpeting. I guess we have some time to kill. And then he goes on to tell the story, uh, of this revenge story. And it's, great it's a great song like the the um instrumentation and stuff is really really good too but the lyrics are the star and i think the decemberists are really fucking pretentious they think they're they very obviously think that they're or the the guy who writes the lyrics and sings thinks that he's the best i think but i love this song so this song is the best congratulations mr decemberist very good song Mr. Decemberist. Mr. Decemberist. <laughs> I, I know I, the thing is, I know his name on it's like on the tip of my tongue and I can't call yeah, Malloy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Mr. Decemberist. Mr. December. Colin Decemberist Malloy. Yes. Yeah. No, that's a it's a great song. I actually considered it putting on putting it on my list. It's on my playlist that I use to listen on my way to work. Um because it's fun to sing out the window on the drive. It, it's a great commute song also because it's like 10 or 12 minutes long, if I'm remembering right. And a song that can keep you occupied and singing and enjoying the experience. And then suddenly it's 12 minutes later. It's great. And you're there. Yeah. No, it's yeah. just it like Albuquerque. It's perfect. <laughs> Albuquerque is the goat, the goat commute song. 
<laughs> one time we we took a road trip across the country when my brother moved to California and it was me and him driving and we were driving in New Mexico. We were staying the night in Albuquerque and I put on that song on the way there and like like 11 minutes into it, he was like, hey, can you turn this off? This is like the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, you just you just like press the button that opens the yeah, passenger exactly. side door just fucking yeah, ass out. that scene where like a car like the door opens the car takes a sharp turn and the passenger flies out the side <laughs> yeah <laughs> does the little roll into a ditch and there's dust yeah, everywhere exactly i don't know this song uh but i remember the december's being pretty big when we were younger yeah uh it, it is I, i've listened to them before um, and you know, they're just always one of those like bands that got lost in that indie wave, like when we were in high school that I never really latched on to. Um, but yeah, no, they, I mean, they've always been known for having like, you know, really pretty music and, uh, pretty lyrics. So that's what I'll say. Yeah. Just one of those where like, I, they're good. Their music is good. I just like it less and less. I just, I, I don't like the way that guy sings. He sings like he thinks he's the shit. And for one song, at least he was. I guess <laughs> uh, the December's are really good. Um, all, all, most of their music in the last 10 years has been pretty bad. Uh, tale as old as but time before. Yeah. But before that they were, they were pretty good. Um, I agree though. Uh, some of it obviously doesn't age as well as a lot of other, other, but, but Mariner's revenge song definitely does. Yeah, the Decemberists kind of have that like unique dis- distinction of being uh, of not being bright eyes and having a lot more um <laughs> a lot more like knowledge of like literature and uh maritime history. So, um <laughs> they <laughs> they're kind of they're kind of unique in that regard, I guess. I don't yeah. know. And that um, they are not bright eyes and have knowledge of maritime <laughs> history. I yeah, don't even understand on, what I'm you're back talking about. That's December. basically yeah. us. <laughs> no, well, that is basically us, right? No, uh, just I, I just remember a lot of their songs having um, a lot of subject matter related to like um, like ships and um, exploration and traveling and and kind yeah, of fun. I mean that, so they're that Herman they're sense. Herman Melville the band isn't aren't isn't the oh, sea yeah. great like don't you love boats kind of <laughs> that's a good way to put it my friend a little bit i think i feel that way there's a, a few albums for sure at least well that's calling it they're the Herman Melville of indie yeah. bands <laughs> all right aaron what's your number 2 Oakley Doakley. Uh, my number two, I'm going to go to rap music. Uh, Bloodbath spoiled it earlier, uh, but it's going to be from a Kanye West song. I think uh, Kanye West is the best uh, lyricist as far as like uh, rap music is concerned to me. Um, and I wanted to pick a line from a song that is not my favorite song, uh, but is great. Uh, so my line, <laughs> this is, man, you have to imagine Aaron Angle, like 20 years old, hearing this line for the first time and just jumping around my room uh, with like three white guys like, this is the shit. Uh, but it's, it's, from, it's from the song uh, Dark Fantasy by Kanye West. It was the first song on my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, uh, which was which is my favorite rap album of all time. Highly anticipated. He had been he had put out like four or five like banger albums in a row. And this is kind of looked at as his magnum opus. 
this is the first song. Uh, in the middle of the song, he has a line that says the plan was to drink until the pain over, but what's worse, the pain or the hangover fresh air rolling down the windows, <laughs> too many Urkels on your team. That's why your wind's low. And when I heard that shit, I was just like, Holy shit. Kanye West is the smartest human being in the entire world. Like everybody lost their shit. Like I listened to that album with probably, we were probably like, just like a, like a party night or something. Just listen to that album. Like the minute it dropped on, iTunes or whatever the fuck, but uh, Kanye's always been my favorite rapper, and I think these pair of lines kind of show like the 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 two sides of Kanye. One, he's like really really funny, but also he like writes some of the most like beautiful rap music I've ever heard. The plan was to drink until the pain over, but what's worse, the pain or the hangover? Pretty serious line, and then immediately into the Family Matters reference. So uh, I had to talk about Kanye. He is my favorite rapper. Um, vocally, you know, maybe not my favorite, his beats, you know, they're, they're kind of whatever, but I really, really like them. But lyrically, I think that is where he stands out above everybody. That being said, all of these things that I'm saying, you can just like pretend I didn't say them anytime after 2014, <laughs> like, right. Because I, I, I genuinely believe he's a terrible human being at this point, even though I've defended him for a long time, but we're talking lyrics. I got, I got to talk Kanye. I love that fucking line. Like, so yeah, that's my number two. Kanye has a lot of like really great, like two liners. He's really Correct. good at those. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I think a lot of what plays into this is almost like the anticipation for, you know, what that album was. And I think like dark fantasy is maybe one of the three or four best songs on that album. Um, but he came out like hard, like he basically took like, all of his strengths and put them into one song. Uh, the beat was awesome. Like, like lyrically front to back, that whole song is really, really good. There's like a choral moment with rounds. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but uh, again, ba ba back to just the, the lyrical part of it. Yeah. Uh, he, he's, he, he's just always been my favorite, like rap lyricist. And I feel like in a lot of kind in a lot of different like types of music, you can get away with terrible lyrics if the music is pretty enough. And at least rap music for me, you can't do that. It's got to be both. And so I think like what you're saying in rap music is extremely important because 99% of the time, the music that's accompanying it, it also was not created by you. Like, you know what I mean? So like the lyrics are the only thing that I feel is like genuinely you if you're writing a rap song uh so to me it's like way more important than you know what you can say about a lot of other different kinds of music anyways doesn't matter kanye west dark fantasy love the guy my number two yeah i well i said earlier i think 808s is his best album but dark fantasy probably has my favorite lyrics like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy uh probably has i like those lyrics they're a lot more fun than the lyrics in 808s um, yeah, there's, uh, like when you brought up that album, I started thinking of a bunch of like one liners from it and like the guests on that album had a, a bunch of great ones too. Like, uh, Nicki Minaj's whole verse in monster was like, was the first time I ever heard Nicki Minaj and, and she crushed it. 12 out of 10. So good. And then everything yeah, else and, that she did was, yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then after 2014, yeah. uh, she yeah, put but like all yeah. of her talent into that one verse and then she had nothing left in the tank i've heard some cool stuff from her since then but but you, you kanye does this thing and i feel like rap music kind of does this thing nowadays where every time you write an album there's got to be 19 fucking people on it 
my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is one of the only like front to back albums that i can think of where i was like pretty impressed with everybody they brought in like clearly the guy has like an ear for the shit uh but you're right right about the album dude when i was thinking like what kanye west what am i gonna pick like i thought of that album first and then i thought of like eight songs in that album that i could have picked any of them that could have fit in here but i just i really love the family matters too many urkels on your team (laughs) that's why you're winslow is very funny that's a very good little you know so i had to talk about it yeah yeah great album for sure uh alan what's your number Two. Oh no, Alan's dead. Um, my, <laughs> I'm not dead, everybody. Yay, um, he's back. I'm back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my, uh, my number two is uh, you don't always have to fuck her hard. In fact, <laughs> sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to make some love and fucking give her some smooches too. Uh, got the <laughs> Tenacious D. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's been on my playlist the last week. Uh, again, it's because it's a great commute song. It's great to sing out the window. Uh, you can scare some old people, maybe a couple kids if you're in the mood for it. Um, but yeah, fuck her gently stop i just picked the the best little snippet there you can the whole song's gold though i'm surprised it's only been on your but playlist for the last week Zanzibar. yeah it's been on my playlist since 2006 <laughs> well I, I only put 10 songs on the playlist because uh, that way it keeps it keeps the rotation do moving. You, okay do you make a new playlist off, like on. every week every day no i i have a playlist called just try not to scare the children and it's the playlist that I play that has songs that has songs on it that I sing really loud with my windows rolled down as I drive to work. Oh, okay. And I was wondering where the children come and it's into to this. remind myself. Yeah, it's to remind myself not to scream out scream out terrible things when I'm driving past the kiddos at the elementary school that I drive past, or or the church too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, probably like once a week I'll take off a few songs, throw a couple more on you know, mix it up a little bit. All right. Fair enough. I was just talking about this with Hua today because I don't make playlists. I put my entire Spotify library on shuffle every time I'm in the car, which I realize is a very boomer thing to do. You don't have to do it's that. Reckless. It's reckless. It's, it's maniacal. It's reckless. It's endangers the public. Garbage. <laughs> Let's go back to the, the song real quick. Like, Tenacious D, to me, <laughs> is the funniest fucking band in the entire Without world. Without a doubt. And it's not close. And while I don't think that Fucker Gently is like, as I don't like that song as much as I did when I was growing up. That, <laughs> man, like, we were in high school, man, you know, and we were all... You know, just whatever, just hanging out. And that's everybody knew the words, dude. It was funny. It was like taboo because like music just like wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Back then, rock music wasn't really like that. Uh, I love this pick, man. I I, I really want to talk about Tenacious D more on this podcast, but like they are very funny. And a huge part of that comes from the things they are saying. And there is a reason why Jack Black got really famous. There's a reason why Kyle Gass got kind of famous, right? It's because of this fucking band right here. And Fucker Gently was one of those songs that 
when that when their album came out like that was like the it was like that and tribute were like the two that were like oh this is this shit's on mtv and this uh, this is the song people everybody knew the words to that song so like you know in terms of like how important it was to tenacious d getting out there into the world like not only that but like how it furthered jack black's career man i I fucking love tenacious d dude you know what i take it back (laughs) i'm gonna go listen to that I love that no, fucking song. I was with you, dude. Yeah. Like, I like that song a lot less now uh, than I did before I had sex for the first time. <laughs> that song is still really good. I like that song a lot. But like, back. What about Kielbasa? Oh, Kielbasa. Fuck. Great I song. I love that song. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> that's just a that's fucking just a good awesome goddamn song, song right there. Not <laughs> I should have gone with Kielbasa. I I looked at like four or five different Tenacious D songs. <laughs> I tossed around a little bit. I wound up with fucker gently. I mean, <laughs> but it could have been Kyle I mean, Kyle quit the band. Yeah. I love that poetry. Song, <laughs> yeah, Kyle quit the band is one that I like a lot. So, like, Tenacious D always, like, occupies a strange portion of my mind because <laughs> I really don't. That's right. <laughs> I really don't like, like, comedic, like, music. Like, I don't like like comedy like music i don't like, like that's me, also uh, true comedians that do like comedy um or like um yeah comedians that do like music acts or like song parodies i don't really like those either um and tenacious d is not doing any kind of like they're not really doing song parodies so like they're kind of different and like their their lyrics are so jokey and that's like the point but like at the same time like ugh, they are like good songs though so it's a real like weird balance because like i normally don't like that kind of stuff but like uh dude they do it so earnestly and and it's such a like i don't know it's just very well done it kicks this ass. album especially like i de- i think like like pick a destiny like i that's where they kind of lost me a little bit like i definitely couldn't get as on board to like their other stuff but this album was really good and Dave Grohl was in the album, dude. You know he that that that's like a, the whole thing is like even though that's not kind of the thing you're into, why it's cool is because it's like killer fucking rock music. Like it definitely gets the blood pumping. You know what I mean? So I'm glad we got to talk about Tenacious D, man. I have nothing but great things to say about that band. I listen to them every once in a while, just when I'm in the mood to fucking rock. I'm like Tenacious D. That's the vibe right now. <laughs> no, not a bad pick for sure. Um, I love you, baby. But all I can think about is kielbasa sauce. Your butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> your warm. butt cheeks is warm. <laughs> I mean, that's warm. poetry right there. Get chills down my spine. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Bloodbath, what's your number two? My number two comes from uh, If You See Her Say Hello by Bob Dylan. Uh, and I'm going to pick out a couple of lyrics here because there's, you know, it's a Bob Dylan song. So it's got... Yeah, 75 verses. But the first part, if you see her, say hello. Uh, She might think that I've forgotten her. Don't tell her it isn't so. We had a falling out like lovers often do. She still lives inside of me. We've never been apart. So I really like the song. Uh, No surprise to some of you, like I've obviously like gone through a divorce this year. Uh, in this song and this album as a whole is written uh, about a divorce. Uh, and the lyrics are, are not only personal to, to Bob Dylan to a certain extent, I think uh, anybody um, who's gone through it um, can definitely relate to 
the emotions that they're connecting with. Um, there's a certain melancholy aspect to it um, when you're at a certain point. Um, and without being like too overly personal, I think I, I just, for me, I can very directly connect to uh, everything that's being said in this song um, to my core. So, uh, yeah, I think I'll kind of leave it at that without getting like overly like personal on things, but um, it's just a great song and it's really um, amazing how someone can write something that has such a, again, a universal uh, appeal to it. Cause I think anyone who's gone through a bad breakup or, you know, again, more specifically um, a divorce can really uh, attach themselves to this. And he does it again, very, you know, without filling the song with, um, incredible detail it's still very like sparse i think that's a theme with all my picks um they convey a lot without having to give tons of detail so yeah i mean he doesn't have to give tons of detail because just that description alone is enough to connect with a bunch of people you know like and a lot of bob dylan songs get super specific in the weird shit that he adds into his rhymes you know and so it's a, I mean, hard to personally connect with Highway 61 Revisited, but the song that you uh, brought up, I mean, that's that's just like real shit right there. That's that's not the usual like Bob Dylan wordplay type stuff. So yeah, totally agree. No, no there's there's not as much wordplay in it. There's not as much references to books or authors. There's not as much kind of. Um... I don't know if I really want to say like surrealism, but like not quite as much like turn of phrase kind of, um, you know, figure, you know, there's not as much imagery uh, in this one. Um, It's just much more personal. And again, I think it was, uh, you know, for someone who um, has had that experience, he's finds such a, uh, such a direct way to kind of, you know, put out exactly, you know, Hey, I know exactly this specific, not even so much like emotion, but like this specific, like feeling or memory or instance or like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, you live in the same town as your ex. Like when you see her say hello, cause like that's going to happen and people talk and, um, those feelings and how that kind of feels and sort of like your own, you know, it's written sort of in the perspective of you have your own, uh, version of the events and that's kind of special to you and something that almost you can't share with another person. You know, you can't really even tell anyone like, you know, this is my side of the story or this is how it feels from my perspective. It's almost like, so like close to you, you can't even, you know, it's almost, uh, you know, you can't uh, put it into words. So I don't know. It's really good. I think it's definitely one of my favorite songs for sure. I've listened. This has definitely been a year where I've listened to more music than I have uh, the last few years. And I listened to a lot of music. So listen to a lot of the cure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and also, and I'll say this every, like, th- this is like, you know, I, I, I know how I sound when I say this, but, but like, you know, this is, everybody has like a, uh, everybody in the world has experienced some form of unrequited 
love or or heartbreak or or, or spurtings of the heart or where the fuck you want to call it. And everybody has their own song that connects directly to what they are going through. Like, right. So th- this is something that music does. You know, I'm kind of like the opposite. Like if I'm if I'm like heartbroken or or feeling sad or whatever, mm-hmm. like th- that's when I start listening to I Scott. I was just going like, to right? say that. Because <laughs> it's, it's the only because like, you know, you, you got to think about it a whole lot. But this is one of the beautiful things that like I think music holds over all of their forms of entertainment is in five minutes you can feel every emotion that you want to feel that you have been suppressing it's it's something eerily personal uh and 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 i i I feel like everybody has like like a song or an artist that when they're like feeling that way or going through something like traumatic they they know if they listen to this person that what they're saying is going to connect to them. So, hey, I mean, th- this is one of those like beautiful things uh, about it is like you could be completely fucking whatever. And you're always going to have a song that's like going to remind you of your situation, no matter how much you may or may not want to escape from it. You may not know if you need to actually like hear it and feel it and experience it, you know. So, like, I I, I think this is a beautiful pick, bloodbath. Like, I I do not listen to Bob Dylan, but <laughs> it's very clear. Like, the reason he is big is because lyrically he's very pretty, and if it connects you to a- anything in your life and makes you feel feelings, like it's it's a good pick. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one, dude. To bring it up for the third time, that exact scenario is why I love 808s and Heartbreak so much. It's the I mean, that perfect album for the perfect time in my life. I also, uh, it's the opposite of the Decemberists. I like Bob Dylan a lot more as I get older. And uh, I think it's just because life grinds you down. And Bob Dylan has a bunch of songs about different (laughs) things grinding you down. (laughs) He just been grinding his whole life. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and move us into number ones. And my number one um, is from uh, a song... Uh, thing I did a big 180 on this song. We sang this song in choir in like junior high. I want to say oh, what? Yeah, we we sang this song in like junior high in choir, and I hated it. It was probably just because I didn't want to sing it in choir. Uh, but now it is my favorite song by Simon and Garfunkel, uh, which is "Bridge Over Troubled Water." And uh, my number one lyric uh, from it is from the bridge going into the final. Chorus, sail on silver girl, sail on by, your time has come to shine, all your dreams are on their way, see how they shine, oh, if you need a friend, I'm sailing right behind, like a bridge over troubled water, I will ease your mind, and then the fucking whip crack at the end, love that song, I'm getting chills thinking about it, because like, it's it's also like the lyrics are great, but it's also partly because um, I believe it's Art Garfunkel that's singing that song, right? And Bloodbath? Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah, Bloodbath. <laughs> so he's singing his fucking heart out. It's the it's one of the only songs I've ever heard where he is like full projecting his voice. And it's beautiful. It's like there's a ton of emotion behind it. And then that whip crack, that whip crack. Why? Why did they crack a whip at the end of a song? Uh, but Bridge Over Troubled Water, hated it in junior high. But uh, I don't know. What can I say? I used to be a piece of shit. People can change. Love that song. It's my number one. You see, Dave, the cracking of a whip <laughs> is a metaphor for the duality of man. You know? 
Now, I uh, have heard that song three times, uh, but I do like Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, <laughs> so, like, good pick, dude. It's one of those songs that, like, when I was a kid, I was like, this is a stuffy old person song. And then when I got older, <laughs> I was like, no, this is, like, the most beautiful shit. I love this. I have to say, I'm not a... I am a Simon and Garfunkel fan. I am not, like, a ridiculous like b-side and all that kind of shit um that is definitely one of the songs of theirs that i don't find i ever listen to yeah um you're definitely gonna make me listen to it tonight (laughs) um i've got it on vinyl uh so probably as soon as this is over i'm gonna like check it out and see what i'm missing um yeah i don't know like for me like simon garfunkel's like america miss robinson And like I, I considered like uh, the boxer, and I am a rock, and uh, oh, what's it's one of the one uh, keep the customer satisfied. Like lots of great lyrics from Simon and Garfunkel. Um, but when I had to narrow it down to one, I was like, this song like brings chills to me every time I hear it. So it's got to be on my list. Well, and interestingly enough, too, Dave, like as you said, like the song grew on you as time went on. Like that's how I felt about the boxer. Um, I think the first time I heard it was when Paul Simon played it on Saturday Night Live, like right after 9-11. And uh, it's the same thing. I was just like, what is like, I thought the same thing, like kind of a stuffy old person song. Um, and then like as time goes on, I've like heard that song more and more. And I'm just like, oh, OK, I get it. Like, this is actually like pretty, pretty legit. Yeah. Good job. And also a great me first in the Gimme Gimme's cover of The Boxer. Yes. Well, Mumford does a good cover of it too. Yeah, I can see that for sure. That makes sense. All right, fine. I'll so, listen to Simon there you and go, Garfunkel. Aaron. There Jesus. you go. Just hit up that me first I mean, in the Gimme Gimme version. The boxer in particular. I can play me and Julio on my ukulele, but I, uh, <laughs> I just choose not. I Garfunkled your mother. <laughs> That's a Paul Simon song, though. So, never mind. I'm out. Take that, Daryl Hammond. Is that his name? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Aaron, what's your number one? All right. So everybody knows. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't who knows this, but all of you know how much I love show tunes, <laughs> right? And how much I love <laughs> how much I love musicals. And I'll tell you this if Aaron Angle is gonna cry listening to music, it's not gonna be the fucking matchbox twenty, you know. <laughs> It's not going to be to Kanye or Simon and Garfunkel or that mariachi band. <laughs> if I'm going to like feel real, like real emotion, it's going to come from a show tune, right? And I am very aware that I can't just tell everybody how much I love musicals and how much I love show tunes because I live in Troy. Uh, but there was a specific. I don't think it matters where you live, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're not... I can only live in Manhattan. And that's it. Uh, but uh, is, is that the right borough, Dave? Is that is that the right borough where they do yes, show tunes? Carry on. Nice, nice, nice. Go Orioles. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but what started, there was one specific musical that started to me where I was like, oh, musicals are cool and can tell cool stories and I love them. So my lyric is from a song performed by uh, the ghoulish underlord of uh, hell, Satan. Uh, and it's the song Up There from South Park, Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. Uh, the line specifically from that that I love is, 
What is evil anyways? <laughs> is there reason to the rhyme? Without evil, there can be no good. So it must be good to be evil sometimes. Uh, I love this fucking song. And Trey Parker, who writes all the music, or at least the lyrics for South Park, uh, is really, really good at writing a good show tune. And I remember, like, you know, I, I was doing theater kind of at the time, but musicals just were my thing. I saw South Park bigger, longer, and uncut, and I was like, holy shit, like, there is something to be said about, like, taking a really crazy idea, making it a musical, and making it cool to everybody. And the South Park movie, one of my top five favorite films of all time, uh, my clear and distinct favorite musical of all time. And I just, I, I, I love this song because it's like weirdly like powerful. Like they really humanize Satan in this movie. <laughs> so this is just like kind of a song about how he wishes like he didn't have to go through the uh, rough and tumble grind of being Lord of the underworld that he wishes he could go up there to the, to the fucking humans and lay out on a gay boat cruise and drink Mai Tais <laughs> and fucking sing and walk around in underwear. Um, it's, it's, it's subtly like a, a, a really beautiful little song. And this is one of the three or four songs in that musical where I was like, okay, so there is something to this show tune thing that eventually led to, you know, how much I love them today. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to stop there. Uh, Trey Parker, a genius in my mind, one of one, one, one of my heroes in terms of like, you, you know, what he does, but up there from South Park, I, I just love that movie. Yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, th it's not crowded competition here, but it's by far my favorite musical. And when, Same. yes, when like, so when the book of Mormon blew up, I don't like the book of Mormon. I don't think it's funny. And I don't like, it, it's a little bit too much, I think. Like, I, I just don't like it. But when it blew up and people were like, oh, these guys can these guys made a great musical. I was like, no, it's their second great musical. Like, this is not a surprise to me. The South Park movie is it's incredible. Their third. Third. It's their third great musical. He he wrote Cannibal the Musical in college. And it's not the South Park movie or <laughs> Mormon by any yeah. means. But it is a, a, a good little musical. But like, yeah, you're in, I, I love Book of Mormon. I, I love it. I think it's funny. I do think it's a bit much, but like, that's kind of what they do. Like take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Uh, but the South park movie is way better than the book of yeah. Mormon. The South park movie to me is the best musical ever written. And I'm just going to say this, <laughs> if we're talking the four of us guys here, I've listened to, I've listened to more show tunes than bloodbath has listened to mariachi music <laughs> ever. Holy shit. And then <laughs> Alan has listened to, what was that band? The fucking bright the Decemberists? Talk, not not likely. <laughs> what? I've listened to more the Decemberists, bro? No, I've listened to way more show tunes, right? But you know, I'm not. I'm just being stupid now. But like, I love musicals, and I love musicals because of this musical, and I love this musical because of songs like that. Yeah. So I, I had to talk about it, and uh, that's it. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time unless you hate South Park. I have a hard time like thinking that someone who like really loves musicals would watch that movie and be like, this isn't good. Like, I, I don't see that as a possibility unless you just hate South Park and can't stomach it. Is it, 
Is but it the best movie musical of all time? I already time? said it's my favorite musical. So like what it, yeah, it's like, like this so and like, yes. this and the fucking <laughs> so Phantom of the Opera movie with Gerard Butler. Like, please, please. Abso- absolutely please. terrible. The 1976 Oklahoma. Re- <laughs> I don't even know. Cats. But like, Cats? not only that. Fuck out of here. Think about it. Shit, right. But Chicago won an Oscar. What would Brian Boitano do? Oh my God. Yes, dude. One of the songs I was thinking about, and as long as we're talking about covers, DVDA, Double Vaginal, Double Anal, <laughs> uh, does a very, very good cover of what would Brian Boitano do. And they ended their movie. Uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't them, but I think it was. But they ended the movie with the punk rock rock cover of what would brian boitano do just another great song but i should watch that south park concert i didn't get around to watching that but i should watch it i I watched a little it was a lot of fun you can tell trey parker is old like (laughs) he like they didn't put any effects on his voices he's just singing all the songs but (laughs) his regular voice that's still still, very yeah that's that's very them what i saw was pretty cool yeah unless claypool was there also very cool all uh, yeah, objectively cool. All right. Uh, Alan, what's your number one? Oh, no, Alan died again. I really did this time. Everybody. Alan's what writing up my... a fucking affidavit. What did my, <laughs> my last one was fucker gently. That's right. Uh, okay. Uh, my number one is, uh, but I'm not going to quit and I'm not going to stop. I don't give a shit because I got the drop. Johnny's got two eyes just like mine, and I'm feeling kind of funky, kind of fine. Uh, Crazy Game of Poker uh, by OAR. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I, li- I like it. It's another It's another long song. Uh, it's another great driving song. They all came from the same playlist. Uh, <laughs> and that's my favorite, my favorite passage in the song uh, because he don't give a shit. Uh, because he's got the drop and, uh, he's feeling kind of funky, kind of fine. And, and that's just me. Top three driving songs would be a really good one, uh, to do. Yes. Damn, dude. Now I'm like, now I'm thinking about country music, which I didn't think at all about on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> top three, <laughs> top three best song lyrics. Country I didn't even, out. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about Alabama. Shit. <laughs> Not going to lie, man, I've never listened to a, an entire OAR song, so I have nothing you to get to. No, I've never listened. Really? As I just said, I've never listened to an wow. entire OAR song. Do yourself a favor. I mean, there aren't like a ton of great OAR songs. Aren't, they from, aren't they from Ohio? Are they from Columbus or something? That would be disappointing, but... Dave, you're thinking of Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let me see here. I'll look it up. OAR band, a rock band founded Maryland. in 1996 in Rockville, Maryland. So, uh, yes, like I said, no, I, I know was... everything about OAR. So any, uh, any trivia you want to answer for the listeners here? Yeah. What does OAR stand for? Oh, it stands for octagonal, um, analysis of logarithmics. And then they sing uh, about crazy games of poker. I thought it was going to be <laughs> o- oval ass rhetoric. <laughs> it's, it's, it stands for it stands for or, and the letters don't mean anything. It's not an acronym. <laughs> they're they're just also really into maritime history. <laughs> yes. Shout out to the guy from the Decemberists. <laughs> Shout out to Herman Melville. 
while we're on the I subject. Give, real, Herman Melville, a real one, guys. I will give Alan credit. He, uh, he likes <laughs> to drive. And he likes... I mean, he really enjoys driving. It's like a pastime for him, or has been in the past. Uh, and I so, was 50. <laughs> in this economy? <laughs> uh, so I think if, if there's a... I think if he's got song lyrics... Especially that, like, kind of um, really impact him while he's on his daily drive. I think that uh, says a lot because uh, I can remember taking a lot of car rides with you, and you'd always have some good music playing. I, I don't, I don't know if they like really impact me. They're just really fun to sing, you know. Because yeah. that's what I think a, a car song needs to be. Right? It needs to be fun to sing. Like, I'm not, right. I'm not in my car to really digest and analyze music there are some songs that really do sound better with car acoustics but no i mean these songs are songs that you know you can like i said roll the windows down maybe scare some of the old people walking on the boulevard this goes back (laughs) to what we were talking about earlier man like if we did this top three Five years from now, Alan might not be in his cruising down the West Virginia highways blaring the Decemberists phase. Like, you know, there are going to be reasons I, why we I pick didn't I, you're right. the Decemberists. You're, you're, I, I, no, but like you would. Uh, so anyway, uh, but yeah, but, that, but, but that's what I'm saying is, is like, I, I, again, like songs you listen to that you can sing as loud as possible like there is like that pulls real emotion out of you like singing is i do it all the time but not everybody just sings all the time <laughs> like you know what i mean like like if it's a like alan i have never heard alan sing out like really like outside of when i'm driving in a car with him and he's singing whatever's on the radio like the fact that that's a thing that pulls that out of you is a really cool way to think about this top three. And I have never listened to an OAR song, uh, but good answer though, man. I, I like the reasoning behind it. Yeah. Fair enough. I can get down with that. Uh, so OAR Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. <laughs> Very West good. Milton, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, bloodbath. What's your number one? My number one comes from the song. Wishing Well by the Screaming Females. And it's the chorus of the song, and it goes, I tossed dimes into the wishing well, and I'm broke because you took all of me. My tombstone on a grassy hill, it's a matter of fact that all my change goes to hell. Um, I really like the song. Uh, it's definitely one of my favorites. I've seen them uh, three or four times in, in uh, concert. They're really good. Um, uh, I just think there's something about, um, again, like there's a little bit of imagery there and there's something kind of, uh, kind of bittersweet. The idea that you're, um, making a wish, uh, that's just kind of, uh, pointless or it's not going anywhere. That's sort of, a a, um, uh, a, a futile attempt. Um, you know, it's not really going to like pay off, but you keep like making that, um, you keep doing it every time you keep making that wish. You keep, uh, um, keep that little bit of hope alive, even though it seems to kind of get you nowhere. Um, I think it, uh, oftentimes like says a lot about life and, uh, you know, sometimes you're spinning your wheels, but you know, you keep doing it. And I think it's, uh, there's just a really, um, nice sentiment about it. So, 
uh, especially when you hear the song in context. I think it, uh, I think it's very powerful and it's, uh, it's, I think it's a bit of a dark, um, subject matter, but I think they play it pretty well and the song kind of upbeat. So I like that. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, I feel like that, um, is always like the eternal struggle with me for sure. Like there's always like, um, you keep trying and you don't always get somewhere with it. Um, or it seems sometimes like you're, uh, wasting your time, but you keep doing it anyway. So I think that's, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that. I like it. And I'm just going to say this because I have literally like who had three bands I've never heard of from Bloodbath's answers on their top three bingo card because <laughs> I knew coming Guaranteed. in. I was. Yeah, but Bloodbath, why I, you, you very and this is all I'll say about this. You very briefly mentioned that it was an upbeat song, but it had some powerful like it, like it was kind of like the subject matter is kind of sad. That's why I love ska. No further questions. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm not going to lie. When you said wishing well, my mind immediately thought like, that sounds like a Katy Perry song. What's Bloodbath doing there? <laughs> and so I looked it up. Wishing well by I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. Yeah, no, I looked it up. It's I don't think it's a Katy Perry song, but it is a Blink-182 song. So There you go. Yeah, but uh-huh. good, uh, good lyrics. I like those, even yeah. though they're not Katy Perry. Try not to hold <laughs> that against R.I.P. you. <laughs> uh, sung by a female. So I mean, you know, maybe that's. Uh, we're halfway so I there. was right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I definitely think. Uh, I think sometimes too, like there's a context of like. Like I could pick out those lyrics. I think they're really good on their own, but I also think it's like just the context of how, how they're saying and like the, uh, the emotion and the context, I think, uh, goes a long way too. Yeah. Well, um, let's move into honorable mentions and I apologize to everybody for the abrupt, uh, tonal shift, uh, the whiplash here. My honorable mention is the entire song, of uh, Una Na 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 by Lil John and the East Side Boys. <laughs> oh, which, which, which part? But did I have you pick? Uh, sing- I have I have singled out a selection uh, for everybody. Um, this song is legit hilarious to me. That I imagine. Okay, so here's the selection I wrote down. Uh, okay, it's oh yeah, I'm gonna put it all in there, and then you relax, but then you ask me to pull your hair, and I'll do it. I'm You'll scream, it. <laughs> but the nut won't last. Because right before you know it, splash, splash, ooh, da, 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 <laughs> man, that is such a good song. It is, it's hilarious to me. Like the lyrics, the lyrics so are so, the lyrics are so bad that they're they're genuinely hilarious. Because in my head, I'm imagining them like round table, like Lil John, Devin, the dude is in this song too, and they're. I think this is from his <laughs> verse, and they're. I am imagining them at like a round table. Like a mm. like a like the UN conference room or some shit, yeah. and they're all just like uh, bouncing off these yeah. lyrics off yeah. of each other. Like, oh, write that shit down. That shit is great. Write it down. That's I in like the song. how you 
I like how you said I see them pussy lips smiling up in <laughs> or I see the pussy lips smiling grinning like I like they want something up in them. That was good. That was good. No notes on that one. Keep that yeah, in the song. Keep that in. That's that's a keeper. And why your yeah. face is so clean? Just tell them Ola vole. Like, ah, oh, dude, that song is great. Every yeah. line, every other line <laughs> yeah, is great. It's legit hilarious. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. Um, Aaron, how about you? Oh, well, since I completely forgot about country music, I'm going to do just one off the top of my head. Uh, I'll just say, uh, if you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. <laughs> that lead guitar is hot, but not for no Louisiana man. <laughs> there you go. Fucking Alabama, dude. Love it. Fucking I love that song. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alan, how about you? Um, I got a couple. Um, so, Gin and Juice. I think has yeah. some of the best. objectively great song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so I just, I picked, uh, but I somehow some way keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day. Uh, because that's kind of emblematic of, of Snoop Dogg. He does. He I thought it was going to say, I thought it was going to say emblematic of my life. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm more, I'm more of like, I think the, so uh, too. You know, I'm I'm more of like the rolling down the street, smoking Endo, sipping on gin and juice. That's that's more emblematic of my life. That, but yes, correct. Laid back, <laughs> laid back. My mind, I'm a money. Um, and then I also have uh, uh, I want a girl with a short skirt and a long jacket. I love that song. Yeah, yeah. Is that um, cake? Yeah, that's cake. Yep. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I for, <laughs> I forgot about. It. I used to like cake so much, dude. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that song. Bro. They're still good. They're great. Oh, I bet they're awesome. And then uh, one more. I had walked in the strip club, had my jacket zipped up, flashed the bartender, then stuck my dick <laughs> in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, Alan, Alan is. Alan's like just brought himself to that. Maybe he's not the heel. Good job, Alan, bro. Oh uh, no! I wanted. I wanted. I took bloodbath mustache in your sex hat, man. Sorry, dude. I like you now. It's fucked up. <laughs> ah, All right, worst. bloodbath. What's your honorable mention? Uh, my honorable mention is from the song "Going Out West" by Tom Waits. Um, like the entire song is phenomenal. I love all these lyrics. Uh, I'm going out west where the wind blows tall because Tony Franciata used to date my mom. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I know karate and voodoo, too. I'm going to make myself available to you. I don't need no makeup. I got real scars. I got hair in my chest, and I look good without a shirt. Um, <laughs> that is bloodbath incarnate. I was going to say, that yeah, is yeah. emblematic yeah. emblematic of bloodbath right there. Straight up. Very that is true. bloodbath. Yeah. All right. So, listener responses. Oh, by the way, we have um, quite a few uh, incomplete lists, so... On your toes. <laughs> I already wrote mine down because I'm very funny and prepared like these guys are not. Dave, I love you. Correct. All right. So I'll get us started uh, with Rick from Pixel Project Radio via the Discord server. Um, but I am just a broken machine and I do things that I don't really mean. From the Mountain Goats Cry for Judas. Number two. On some days, I don't miss my family. On some days, I do. On some days, I think I'd feel better if I tried harder. Most days, I know that's not true. The Mountain Goats, Wild Sage. Number one, I am healthy, I am whole, but I have poor impulse control, and I want to go home, but I am home. 
saddest lyric that he's ever heard uh, in his opinion. That's actually a really good lyric. I agree. Uh, the Mountain Goats, Riches and Wonders. So that's a full Mountain Goats top three by Rick. Honorable mention, a uh, little known Mountain Goats song, a little bit of Monica in my life, a little bit of Erica by my side. <laughs> uh, so uh, just before I say my the next listener response, I have a very funny story. So I'll like any song that I listen to, I'll like save on my guitar tabs like fucking app that i have and uh there's a mountain goat song on there and i have no idea how it got there and i have no i like i obviously i was just very drunk and i heard that song randomly and i'm like put that song on there and every time i look at it i'm like what the fuck song is that who the fuck are the mountain goats dude so that's very funny all right they have good lyrics apparently yeah, dude, I, I I must have heard that song on like a tally hall mix like playlist or some <laughs> dumb shit. Uh, next up, we have Chris N, uh, Patreon, uh, former guest of the podcast. Uh, number three, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. Love that lyric. Uh, I and I can still rattle ninety five percent of that song yeah. off. Yeah, Aaron, uh, you and I sang that song a million times together in the it. car. We memorized yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's it, from like was it Tommy Boy where they sing it in the car? It's the perfect car driving song. Uh, number two, with the headlights pointed at the dawn, we were sure we'd never see an end to it all. From the Smashing Pumpkins, uh, is number one is if there's no one beside you when your soul embarks, I'll follow you into the dark. Death Cab for Cutie. Don't like the band, but objectively great song. Uh, and honorable mention, I get by with a little help from my friends. Sweet, short, succinct by the Beatles. Uh, next up, we have Adam B, a Patreon member. Uh, Am I reading that right? Is Does that say the Adam B show tunes special? Yeah. 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 Look at it. Let's go. Special. Let's go. I like he, he's He's got three show tunes, I guess. Okay. So number three. I always thought I might be bad. Now I'm sure that it's true because I think you're so good and I'm nothing like you. Love like you from Steven Universe. I don't know what that means, but it's a cartoon. It's 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 a good little show. My little brother likes it. All right. Number two, give it to your sister. It doesn't hurt and see if she can handle every family burden. Watch as she buckles and bends but never breaks. No mistakes. No pressure. Surface pressure from Uncanto. Oh, that's a Disney movie. Disney movie. I count that as a show tune. Yeah. If anybody cares. A lot of those are musicals. If anybody wants to argue. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) If anyone wants to challenge Adam B. on Encanto, you got to go through Aaron first. Musicals, (laughs) one long first act, a short second act. Disney movies, three equally long acts. Is it a musical? Age old question. It is because they sing. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's the uh you know on the flow chart they, they of is something a musical or not musical. does yeah, it correct. do they I, sing yes like, musical you know they have three acts so technically they're not a musical <laughs> and i'm like you are the worst kind of person that exists. <laughs> is correct. a pizza bagel a musical <laughs> <laughs> labeth it comes in a very long first part in a very short second part when you shit it out it counts <laughs> correct <laughs> alan continue uh <laughs> number no, one but the work waits. I'm alive at last and I'm full of joy. Epiphany from Sweeney Todd. Oh, and uh, honorable mention, Shiver My Timbers, Shiver My Sails, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Gunshots. Uh, Shiver Me Timbers from Muppet Treasure Island. 
which is before we go on the best one a great movie <laughs> uh before we go out i just want to say one of my answers was almost a song from sweetie todd yeah <laughs> there we go see when adam sent that i told him that aaron would be all about it i was right sweetie todd's a good show dude all right i just realized <laughs> what all of these answers are from <laughs> uh keith from the main quest podcast number three his coconut gun can fire and spurts. If he shoots shit, it's gonna hurt. Number two, he's bigger, faster, and stronger too. He's the first member of the DK crew. Number one, DK Donkey Kong. DK Donkey Kong is here. All of which I believe are from the Donkey Kong '64 yeah. opening theme song. That is DK correct. rap. You win. You win 100%. (laughs) It's not close. I'm going to find you on Facebook and we are going to be friends now. The late 90s were a a hell of a time. A frontier. (laughs) Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right. So uh, Charlie from the Discord sent in an incomplete list. Uh, So Charlie's number three is uh, from the song Where Eagles Dare by the Misfits. Uh, um, And it's specifically the verse, uh, The omelet of disease awaits your noontime meal. Her mouth of germicide seducing all your glands. What the fuck, Charlie? (laughs) Sick little Who are you, bloodbath? No, Charlie's number two uh, is... um, from the song Animal Fuck Like a Beast by Wasp. Um, yeah. <laughs> as the first verse, I got pictures of naked ladies lying on their beds. I whiff that smell and sweet convulsion starts a swelling inside my head. I'm making artificial lovers for free. I start to howl. I'm in heat. I moan and growl and the hunt drives me crazy. I fuck like a beast. <laughs> Dude, Dave's the funniest person here. It's not even close. Dave's the funniest. Charlie's uh, number one, which is actually from Charlie, uh, is uh, from the song I Was Meant for the Stage. Uh, I, I'm guessing that's the title of the song because he didn't specify lyrics, but I guess the whole song moves Charlie. I Was Meant for the Stage. <laughs> Well, let's say it's from Teletubbies. Holy <laughs> shit. It's also a song by Wasp. It's the second uh, song on that Fuck Like a Beast album. That's so funny, bro. Okay, I got <laughs> almost died. All right, next up we have Gordon, who didn't put a number three, so I'm going to safely assume uh, his answer was fish heads, fish heads, roly-poly fish heads, fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Uh, from fish heads by Dr. Demento. Uh, <laughs> I'm still dying from Dave. All right. His number two is put the pointed pencil in the pepper po and take a little sniff of the things below. Bring it to a boil and simmer low. Put the noodle on the griddle as it climbs the grobe. Uh, that's from the song The Grobe by Ween. Haven't heard that song. Not surprised it's by Ween, though. Uh, next, and his uh, number one is Little Old Lady Got Mutilated Last Night. Werewolves of London again, uh, Werewolves of London by Warren Zevon. The Adam Sandler cover is a much better version of that song. It's not. It is much, much better. <laughs> I'm glad you can remember that, Aaron. That was from you, Bloodbath. You put that on that CD that I listened to, and Dave never listened to any of the ones you made for him, dude. That's okay. Uh, next up is Nick, uh, whose number three is Strike the pose, strike the pose, Vogue, 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 Vogue. <laughs> uh, Nick is apparently a Madonna fan. Uh, and then oh, yeah, Nick. As his oh, number yeah. two, he has 
it's fun to stay at the YMCA. It's fun to stay at the YMCA. You can get yourself clean. You can have a good meal. You can do whatever you feel. I love freedom. Uh, and his number one is, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Objectively uh, good lyric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one's really good. Nick sent in an incomplete list. So thank you, Alan, for filling that in. All right. And we have Chad also with an incomplete list. So number three, Chad is continuing my Tom Waits song. Uh, <laughs> well, my friends think God, I'm ugly, but I got a masculine oh. face. I got some drag strip courage. I can really drive a bed. I'm going to change my name to Hannibal or maybe just Rex. <laughs> Uh, number two, uh, it's rain and men. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's rain and men. Hey, the song, it's rain and I, men by hey, the weather. That song. that song is great. That's a and good song. Number one, you taste like tear stains and could have bins, but I love a good train wreck. She wants revenge written in blood. <laughs> uh, winner. It's got to be Keith, right? It's Keith. What? Very funny uh, job. When Bloodbath Red hit the number three for that last one, I was like, okay, so if we're playing top three against another podcast in a basketball game, do not pass Bloodbath. <laughs> 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 oh, that's funny. That's oh, funny. Man. We had fun there. Whew. Good, uh, good listener responses, and good job to everybody uh, filling in all those incomplete lists. Um, so, Hell yeah. If you want to participate in uh, further episodes of the show, uh, what you need to do is keep your eyes on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, or in the Discord server for the tube, uh, which is where a lot of these uh, responses came in. Um, Discord uh, members and patrons of the tube will get priority in having your uh, messages or your top threes read on the show, but we encourage you to participate. We have a good time. Uh, I encourage you to give incomplete lists if you can't think of three, uh, because obviously, um, a lot of wasps. It's a lot fans. of fun for us. Yeah, good yeah. times. But uh, I appreciate everyone who wrote in. Uh, these are some of my favorite parts of the episode, reading the uh, listener top threes. So thank you once again. And a uh, little housekeeping at the end, little, uh, you know, classic podcast stuff. If you want to support the show, the best thing to do is to tell a friend, uh, maybe leave a rating or review if your podcast platform allows it. Uh, consider joining the Patreon, where if you give a little bit of money each month, you'll get some top three treats, um, including uh, the uncut or the um, the cut, the stuff I usually cut from before and after the recording, uh, which is uh, good, good stuff. A lot of good top three energy in those. Uh, you'll be able to vote on episode topics too. The top three Patreon is a little bit new, uh, but we have some people signed up where we, by the time you're hearing this, we've had a vote and uh, the first patron voted episode will be coming out uh, sometime soon. So yeah, consider doing that stuff. We appreciate you for listening. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, tune in next time. Bye. Bye everybody. Take care.